Hey, Sean. Hey, David. <laughs> you ever decide to take on a project uh, like a moderately, maybe small to medium sized construction project and not realize how much work is going to get involved or how much work is involved in it, only to find out that that evening your body feels like you're like 60 plus years old and you've just tried to run a marathon by yourself with no training. Don't I know that feeling? <laughs> Why? What did, what, did you, what did you embark on? I thought a little project of redoing my, my side deck railing. It's this is a small like seven f- square foot patio deck thing. And I was going to redo the railing. But turns out that it's a lot more involved than I thought it was. There's rotted out wood panels. Things are just not attached properly. The ground's not level. I'm running out of wood. But you know what I'm not running out of? What's that? Steam for this episode of the Scene on Screen podcast. Sean and David back again with another exciting episode of the Scene on Screen podcast, where today we are talking all things D23, which to my knowledge, a lot of people had no idea it even happened. So it's poorly advertised, but it was a lot of fun. I knew about it, but didn't really think that it was a big thing, right? Like I didn't realize that it was actually a big like event. You know, like how, because we're so used to these, you know, like the the Nintendo Treehouse things. Yeah. And the PlayStation Showcase stuff where it's just like 20 minute video type things of showing trailers. But apparently it's like a pretty big deal. And I saw a few trailers and then today you told me, oh, no, there there was like a whole ton of stuff. Yeah. You know, so. If I may, I think the feedback I would say about D23, D22, and all those others is it's kind of like Oprah. But like, it's kind of like a, like a gatekeepy Oprah. Whereas like, like Oprah, happens, the Oprah, the, the lady, the Oprah, the lady. And here's okay. why. <laughs> because you know how when you watch E3 or these directs for a lot of video game things, it's like you get a trailer, you get this, you get that. What happens in this situation is it's all gate kept by Marvel or Pixar. So Kevin Feige goes up there and he's like, oh, we've got this presentation. It's sweet, but turn off the cameras because this trailer is only for the people inside the hall. I think that's very flawed. Focusing on making it like super exclusive for the people who are allowed to be there. And, And really, it's just mostly famous people that are there anyways. A lot of um, TikTokers and YouTubers, I found like a lot of the the cosplayers really? and people I find follow on TikTok for that kind of content were there. So, like I saw, I did see a lot of people that I like do follow and genuinely am interested in their content. And they're like, "Oh, we're at D twenty three. We're at D twenty three. That's great." But like, I want to see the clip from Ant Man and the Wasp, and I mm-hmm. want to see the clip from Black Panther. Mm-hmm. which we're going to get. And some of the the stuff like we got snippets of because people recorded on their, their phones like jerks. 
but those jerks are also th- like helpful in this case. They're the heroes. So the superheroes. We, we have a task at hand, David. What's Our task. That? We have 55 minutes to go through everything that we found remotely interesting. Everything on every list. And we're going to start with the Marvel stuff. Now, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. There was a clip and trailer shown. It gave a, an in-depth look at that, that scene that nobody really knew about from the trailer. And that was... It, it was the international community trying to get the country's supply of vibranium in the wake of T'Challa's death. Now, you do see oh, yeah. the Dora Milaje kind of fighting the military, but now we know what it is. I, for one, am more intrigued by this movie than a lot of Marvel movies that I've seen trailers for and information for in recent time. I'm also fairly... I really like Chadwick Boseman. I thought the Black Panther was a good character, but I, I really just liked him, and I really hope they honor him well in this movie. But... It would have been nice to not see a grainy piece of footage of this being explained, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I think like with this movie that, that there's a lot riding on it. Just like you said, just honoring Chadwick. What? How is his last name? But said Bozeman. Yep. Folks, this is uh, David. I haven't actually seen an Armstrong. <laughs> That's funny. I think I think there's a lot of lot riding on this movie as a way to just honor Chadwick Boseman because he was uh, I think they had a lot of plans for him as Black Panther right so then his untimely death kind of threw a wrench into the mix of things so then they had to do this and there's gonna be a lot of people that uh, are gonna go and watch this movie and want some sort of like homage to him and I think if they don't do that they're gonna actually they're gonna piss off a lot of people and it it, I think it will just be an addition to the slew of poorly received recent Marvel movies if they don't do it very well, right? Like, I think if they if they do it well in regards to honoring him, then I think the movie will be better received than if it was just like, okay, well, he's like it's like an off screen death, and they don't really address it in a, a tasteful manner. And then make the movie about something completely different. Like yeah. 100%. I think the slate of the Marvel stuff for the first time in a long time didn't even turn my crank a little bit. I'm excited for maybe three projects total. They showed the Iron Heart logo. We kind of are expecting to get a little bit more information about Iron Heart after the Black Panther releases in November. Mm-hmm. Um, do we know the release date of Ironheart by chance? It just says uh, or next can we look year. It up? Yeah, Ironheart release. I th- I do believe we find out more very soon. Uh, probably in November, if I were to, to guess. Uh, it comes out in... Doesn't even say. There's I no release date yet. I think it's just released or it's... Einhardt is scheduled to premiere on Disney Plus in late 2023. So, okay, yeah. So we're we're gonna see. Like we know, Riri Williams is going to be in the Black Panther, and that's gonna be a good kind of bridge. But we'll see. the The movie that they showed off next, we didn't get to see shit yet. I haven't seen anything on the internet. I might be missing it. But Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania. This is the one I'm most excited about because it's going to start Phase Five 
I think, correctly. Feige and the directors have confirmed that this will directly link to the Avengers, uh, the Kang dynasty. So this is going to set up. This is a prequel to the next three Avengers movies, which would be kind of nice to see how they set it up. We already know Mm -hmm. Kang the Conqueror exists because of Logi. It also brings back Randall Park to Jimmy Woo, which everybody seems to be very ecstatic about. So I'm interested to see if he becomes kind of like this buddy cop role with Scott and kind of helps him out. It'll be it'll be fascinating. Like Rush Hour Five. <laughs> like Rush Hour Five. <laughs> like Rush Hour Four never came out, and I'm still disappointed. Yeah. You know what? That's like the, the Ant the Ant Man movies, though, when they when it first came out, I remember. And I've said this in past episodes. I remember seeing the trailer for it, thinking like, "Oh my god, they're just making Marvel movies out of everything now, right?" Ant Man was phenomenal. The second movie was actually great, but the thing that is is so good about the Ant-Man movies is that they are the really, they're the one movie that connects a lot of the Marvel universe, right? Like it was Ant-Man and the Wasp was like the direct connection f- to what is it? Avengers Endgame, right? Like, yep. And the very end, the very end, right? Like it links it, that, series or i guess it's a series that series is so far being like a main pillar of what connects all the marvel cinematic universe stuff together so yeah. i'm really interested to see how this one does move into the next avengers and and what and whatnot but what i'm incredibly intrigued by is did you see the werewolf by night trailer I did. I was like kind of wondering what it was like, what it was. I was expecting something completely different, but it's literally, it's just a old timey, like 19, what 1960s, maybe earlier style horror movie or show or something like that. It comes out near Halloween. I think it's going to be really cool. Um, I don't know much about this comic per se, all I know is it looks very like the movies you'd see at the drive-in that were horror. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a very different vibe, like a 60s monster movie kind of. It's probably the most intriguing thing I saw aside from the next title. Well, I, the one thing about Werewolf by Night is that it is unlike anything that Disney has really put out recently. I think it's a cool interest, like it's a it's an interesting step in a different direction for Disney, even though like they have had some more mature style movies and TV shows and stuff like that. But for the most part, they're all they've all been pretty safe. This one is like it almost has that kind of college student, you know, year end project vibe to it but with slightly higher production values. And the the trailer was really intriguing. It gave just enough information to get you hooked and and want to finish watching that trailer. And then it's like, oh, you know, I want to watch that. So, yeah. But we did get to see a little bit more for uh, the next one that you are pretty excited for, huh? Yeah, I, I am a little bit more excited for The Secret Invasion now that we've seen the trailer. I didn't know if it was just going to be kind of this weird scrolls are taking over kind of vibe, but watching the trailer and seeing some director commentary immediately, I feel like it's a who can you trust spy thriller 
Mm-hmm. It's a Nick Fury versus the world, and we're actually getting Nick Fury back. And you see Maria Hill at the very beginning of the trailer, like questioning where he's been, why hasn't he been picking up the phone? It's, also, looks uh, like the production values there in the well, show. It, it, um, I thought it was just going to be a movie, but it's a TV show or it's like a yep. six part series or something like that, which is actually really interesting because this is the first time that we've had a Nick Fury movie or a Nick Fury show. Right. He's always been a side character to everything else in the Marvel Universe. Now, this is the first time that we're actually getting him in the limelight with uh, what's his name? War Machine. Yeah. Rhodey's in it. Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle. And I think that this is going to be a direct connection or it's going to lead into Armor Wars. 100% 100% because Don Cheadle's the main character. In <laughs> right. And I think Armor that they're going to be using those, those both to kind of connect and they're going to transition over to each other. So we only got the, uh, a logo for Armor Wars. So yeah, the big thing for Secret Invasion that I did notice is thinking back to all the other series we've seen, like Captain America and the Winter Soldier. That was a lot of practical effects, right? Like a lot of fireworks, mm-hmm. pyrotechnics explosions not a ton of cgi the cgi is obviously in their suits and the the shield there's still the problems with she hulk no matter how many episodes i watch i just can't get over the fact that her body doesn't move naturally and i feel like i'm watching a video game get played Mm -hmm. but the show in itself is fairly quality for its writing style and just its overall demeanor where i'm giving it a little bit more credit than some of the other marvel stuff is i think the way they're shooting things and there, there's that one scene where he grabs him by the throat and it's very matrixy, like Mr. Nobody kind of shows up and it's, or not Mr. Nobody. What's uh, the guy's name in the matrix that, uh, that clones himself. Oh, uh, agent Smith. Yeah. It, they, there's like that agent Smith moment where they all change into the same person, mm-hmm. all the scrolls. I just think Marvel should continue to do what they're doing with their, the stuff that they've already created. Don't change CGI models and don't make some CGI models worse. Like the scrolls look good. I think part of it though is that they're they're adjusting their budgets for for things, right? Like you know that, and we'll we'll get to it a little bit later. But you know that there's a higher budget for, uh, say Andor, right? Star Wars Andor than there was for Book of Boba Fett, right? Just like how there's definitely a higher budget for Moon Knight than there is for She-Hulk, right? Like majority of the CG was awful, but really? Yeah. Some of it was really bad. Some of it was really bad, but for the most part, I think like if you look at uh, locations and all of the stuff, like everything that goes into that show, whereas She-Hulk is pretty safe in the sense that they don't really explore the world all that much so far. Yeah. Right. So you can tell, like, even just from the locations, the budget's a little less. Even things like uh, Loki, right? Like the budget was pretty high for that one, too. You could tell just because the the special effects and everything like that, the CG on that was was great. So I think that's also basic CG aside from like a few episodes where they needed that like major CG, right? When did they start? was um she hulk produced a lot during covid quite possibly because i think it also got delayed yeah it must have been 
and that could also lead into it, right? Where if people were working from home, like they weren't uh, able to access all of like the high powered equipment that they normally do, like within their suits. But who knows? I think Disney is just kind of picking things that they think is going to be better. Yeah, right? like it's going to bring bring back or sort of get more views and draw in bigger audiences. And they're giving, obviously they're giving that more money than others. And it's unfortunately showing in negative ways. Well, you're not going to spend little money on Samuel L. Jackson. You're going to spend big money on him. Right. Like look at the other TV series, like Elizabeth Olsen, like that, like WandaVision, as much as you might not have liked it, had probably the most CG out of all of them to this point. Mm hmm. But Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany are more expensive than the girl Elon. I forget her name from uh, Ms. Marvel. Oh yeah, more expensive kid. than Tom Hiddleston, and Tom Hiddleston probably had the second best budget. Captain America and the Winter Soldier did not have the budget. That was very evident. She yeah. Hulk, aside from Ruffalo, not not really there either. Mm -hmm. Moon Knight, Oscar Isaac. Okay, cool. Like you know, Poe Dameron, get out of here. I think I think it's based on the actor tier. Like Elizabeth Olsen is That's one of the true. most expensive assets right now, aside from like Jackson. So we'll see. Um, next up, we got as little information as possible because Feige's a dick um, with the Fantastic Four. We have no idea who the Fantastic Four is. We're still hoping for the names Krasinski, Blunt, Efron, and it doesn't matter. I honestly would be shocked if it wasn't them. Uh, oh, it was going to be Jason Segel is officially the thing. I believe he is appearing in She-Hulk as the thing. Mm. I think like they've already established new characters for the Fantastic Four. I would be shocked if it wasn't the same actors playing. But he was from a different Earth, right? So we'll see. Uh, that's true. But Doctor Strange from a different Earth was the same person. So who knows? Yeah. But Matt Shankman or Shakeman is officially directing the movie and he's responsible for like some Game of Thrones, Always Sunny, WandaVision. He's got a very good reputation with him. Um, Echo, not coming out till 2023, is going to be, I think it's going to be fairly interesting because they introduced that character in Hawkeye. Hawkeye was the other one with bad CGA. Oh, yeah. But this did confirm in a trailer shown that. Kingpin didn't die. He just got shot in the face. So he's wearing an eye patch. <laughs> so you get shot in the face, presumably in and around the eye area. So you require an eye patch, but there was no brain damage or anything like that. Okay. Too bad. So sad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, low key. I think, I think it will be interesting, but at the same time, it was one of those things that's kind of out of nowhere, right? Like you don't really expect that kind of like, I wasn't expecting to need or care about a backstory for that character. I'm excited because I think they're going to try and follow the same blueprint Jason Mom of Jason Momoa's C on Apple TV. So I think that'll be kind of an interesting show of representation, right? Because she's okay, deaf. Yeah, I think it, it'll, it'll be kind of a similar story and it was so successful on Apple TV. Why not take the shot? That's fair. I, th yeah. I think it could be interesting. Plus, it's reintroducing Kingpin, which is going to be very important. Mm -hmm. They showed Loki season two. Not a lot. They just showed a logo and that. Ki Hugh Kwan from everything, everywhere, all at once was confirmed to be appearing in this season two. That's all they really said. 
Kingpin is very important, though, David, because Daredevil Born Again is happening. And I really hope Disney goes a little bit gritty and puts it on star or makes it R rated. This is going to be a first for Disney because Disney Plus is having an 18 episode confirmed season for Daredevil. Oh, yeah, that's that's true. Awesome. That is so awesome. Have you watched Daredevil? Yes, I thought Daredevil was really good. Really? Was it? I, I remember watching it like when it first came out. And I don't know, like, is it still the same thing? Like there's no second or like different Daredevil's TV show. It's just no, like it's there's just, only one. Yeah. The only thing is some of the stuff has been edited out. Naturally, but you also see some of the crossovers with some of the other characters that were in the Defenders. Now, if you oh, watch okay. the Defenders, um, Daredevil also kind of has like a crazy ending that goes into season three. So um, I'm going to rewatch is, it all, but so if this is like, is this season three or is it a new series? It's a reboot. It's called born again. So okay, we'll see so kind of what they do. I maybe hope they I keep could watch the it without actors. Have, maybe I could watch it without having watched the other season. Yeah, I, I think, uh, I think her name is Paige and then um, foggy Nelson. We need those guys. Oh, uh, okay. Captain America, new world order was shown off. The villain was unveiled. The leader once again, played by Tim Blake Nelson, whose first appearance was in 2008's Incredible Hulk. He'll be the primary antagonist of the film. And that's pretty much it. Who was he in that one? Like, I don't even remember that movie was so long ago. He was not Abomination, the other one. Also, Isaiah Bradley from Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Danny Ramirez will return as his sidekick. So we're, we're getting a new Falcon as well. Oh, well, you, we we have to have another Falcon. Of course, because it's going to be Captain America and the Falcon just yeah. all over again. Yeah. Disney's most exciting news was the Thunderbolts cast was revealed. Uh, the group is now confirmed to be Contessa Valentina Allegra, which is La F- uh, De Fontaine, which is Julia Louis-Dreyfus, who's been appearing in all these Disney shows red guardian david harbour so we've got two from black widow uh we're gonna get ghost who was the bad guy in um captain america or captain america ant-man and the wasp we have um u.s agent which is wyatt russell's character from captain america and the winter soldier taskmaster taskmaster also from black widow yelena Boleva, or the new black widow florence Pugh. She is the lead actress on the film and the lead actor to a lot of people's surprise. He won't be buddying up with his buddy, Captain American anymore. The winter soldier is going to defect and go to the Thunderbolts. Okay. Are the Thunderbolts like, like bad guys? They're kind of like a suicide squad. Kevin Feige kind of confirmed that the Avengers right now are disbanded, right? Right. So that's kind of where it is. Confirms Avengers. I'm trying to get his exact quote. Disbanded. But I I saw this uh, the other morning. Yeah, so it says Kevin Feige confirms the Avengers no longer exist. I don't want to spoil some movies for people who haven't seen it, but all all of the Avengers are unemployed. They have a new and improved group. It's kind of just how they're built now the new cap like the new avengers will come after the thunderbolts i believe because they're gonna have to retail over why would you make three avengers movies right there's got to be avengers coming up uh, i'm just trying to get his exact quote 
about how they've all kind of gone their way, but I can't find it. So I will move on. Oh, it's been several years later and they haven't reassembled to fend off Thanos and his forces. But after the Avengers Endgame, the team has been MIA, having lost Steve, Tony and Nat with the rest of their going going separate ways. Avengers of Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars could very well assemble more heroes and more than ever. But one question has been for the fans since 2019. Are the Avengers an organized team or an operation? So we will see kind of how it goes. But that is... Oh, they did also show off the Marvels, which is cool. Mm -hmm. Brie Larson has also been bullied on the internet a little bit for her role as Captain Marvel. And I'm not for it. I think she's a great actress and screw people who hate good things. Well, yes, you know, she's an overpowered superhero. Ms. Marvel or Captain Marvel was an overpowered superhero. Like now who's the overpowered superhero? Well, look at, look at wonder woman and Superman. Same shit. Yeah. Well, those movies don't do very well though. So, <laughs> well, I'm just saying same shit. Um, Star Wars. Before we get into some of the other Disney stuff, let's do Star Wars. On the Star Wars front, we saw four major projects. The Mandalorian Season 3. I got so excited just seeing Grogu having the time of his life. What <laughs> you know is... what? Like, that trailer, though, was so well done. Like, it's because that's it... where all Disney's money goes. <laughs> I know, right? I know. <laughs> What is what? You're going to ask a question. What is? What is his ship called now? I forget what it's called. It used to be the yellow speeder from Phantom of the Menace, it right? Used Not to speeder, be but. A Naboo starfighter. Yeah. I forget what his new ship is called, though. Oh, yeah, because the Razor Crest is destroyed. Yes, the Razor Crest died. The N1 starfighter. But, good news, everyone. We don't have to wait very much longer. February, Mando comes back, and they constantly refer to him as the child's father or Grogu's father. The biggest thing I saw, I saw is like I think Bo-Katan is going to have a very heavy influence on the series, and mm-hmm. I think she's going to be out for Mando's head. But he's no longer technically one of the Mandalore, so we will see how that goes. Mandalorians, they're still yes. the Mandalorians. You can't. No, he's a Mandalore now. No, <laughs> they took away. They took away the AN. Yeah. Well, technically, based off of the lore behind the dark saber, and Bo-Katan has always wanted to be the leader of Mandalore. Mandalore is the 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 planet. Mandalorians are the residents or the race. Yeah. Anyway, so Bo-Katan has always wanted to have the dark saber and now she's pissed that he has it. So I think there's definitely going to be some sort of uh confrontation with that on top of the fact that they just reiterate the fact that Mandalorian is no longer a Mandalorian, right? Because yeah, he, took his, he took his ham- helmet off, right? So now I feel like it's going to turn into some sort of like political power, power struggle between them as well. But it might also lead into the change uh, of the times where maybe Bo-Katan's crew supports him. Who knows? Like, we don't know anything about this. All I know is that I'm super excited for it because uh, so far since Rogue One, <laughs> it's been the uh, the best thing that Disney has come out with uh, on the Star Wars front. I do not think 
I know, I know September 21st is coming pretty quick, but I do not think releasing three episodes is the smartest thing you could possibly do for Andor. I think this show is going to be so bad just wasn't because they're trying it, to give us more. Wasn't it two episodes originally? Yeah. And why are they trying to give us more? Why is it like, three now? I was confused by that, but I know that originally they had, because they had pushed the release date back. It was supposed to be August 31st was when it was supposed to originally release. And then they moved it back a month. So that's why they were releasing two episodes, but I don't know why they were releasing three, but really when you look, if you look at the trailer, it does look like it's way more cinematic. It has that more cinematic feel to it than previous Disney Star Wars. I was going to say, are you going to compare it to Boba Fett? Because like a lot of fighting didn't happen in space and it looks like there's a lot of space fighting here, which is easier on them CG wise. Well, not necessarily a lot of space fighting, but like, I feel like there's a lot of this. This could be really interesting because it's, it's not the full on start of the rebellion because it can't be. It's, it's going to be the start of like, a few of these rebellion cells, which then eventually merges into the full on full size yeah. rebellion. Right. It predates rogue one by, I think five years. So it does give us a little room to work with. I just, I'm finding it so hard to care about these, this character already. I don't know much about right. him, but I don't, oh. I also don't care. I think, I think they're using him as a way to carry the series and st- explain more about the beginning of the rebellion, right? Like there's star Wars rebels, which follows another band of people, but they are, they're not so much as the start of the rebellion. They're a group of, they're a group of rebels separate that then becomes and merges with other groups of people that are, you know, rebelling against the empire to create what we know as the rebellion. I think this is going to be, maybe like the first cell, the first group of people to start an organized rebellion against the empire. It'll be interesting to see kind of like the empire themselves in the, their heyday, right? Like at the, the height of their power before they started having to deal with, you know, the likes of Luke Skywalker and all of that jazz. But yeah. uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, <laughs> If uh book of Boba Fett and Obi-Wan taught me anything, it's to not get excited. Um, so I'm cautiously optimistic about this one. Obi-Wan, uh, I, I forgot. I'm still so scarred from Boba Fett. Yeah, I think that uh, it has a lot of potential if they do the story right. But I, I just hope that it looks good, too. Now, something you're not excited for is Ahsoka. Well, why? Why would you say that? I don't know. Didn't you say you hated the idea of or you don't like her playing Ahsoka, right? I don't like Rosario Dawson. Yeah. Playing Ahsoka. It did. I did like how they were kind of hinting back to like some of its CGI roots as in like the the animated series. So yeah, like with them. It'll be interesting. I think they are going to do some backtracking with like Luke Skywalker and that like that CG version of Luke. And you might see some cg versions of anakin from being a little bit younger we'll we'll really see kind of like what happens well i know that characters have, or actors have been cast to play ezra bridger 
and uh, Sabine Wren. I think and it is. Wasn't Darth Maul also recast for this? Well, so that's the thing is there, there was a Darth, leak or something. Remember Darth? It depends on when this takes place, because if this takes place after Star Wars Rebels, right, like at the end of that series, then Darth Maul is dead, like dead, dead. So okay. it has to take place then technically during Rebels. For him, them to be able to put Darth Maul in there, unless they have some sort of other character from Dothamir. Who is like that? That's a planet where where uh, Maul's. What from. if it's? What if he's cast in callbacks? Like they're that's they're true. They could do some sort of like uh, PTSD crap, right? Because Darth Maul did was very manipulative and and really tried to uh, actually. You got to watch uh, Clone Wars. I, I'm, <laughs> I I'm working you. on it. I'm still, like it's almost time to watch TV nonstop again. It would. I would say Maul has a pretty compelling argument for ahsoka to join him uh during during that series yeah so that that could be interesting that could work but yeah it depends on how they do it if if anything they'll be like at the end of obi-wan with uh qui-gon it's like the best 30 seconds of my life yeah right yeah we also got to see uh, Jude Law's Skeleton Crew, a story about a group of younglings lost in space. It's a Star Wars story. We just don't know what kind of Star mm. Wars story. So mm. we'll see. The Bad Batch is getting a season two, which will spin off um, Clone Wars uh, in January of 2023. We got a two episode premiere. Did you watch uh, Bad Batch? I never finished it because you told me to go back and watch everything else. So that's what I'm doing. Okay, good. I have, I have lots of time. <laughs> Bad Batch is phenomenal. So I'm actually super psyched for season two. I'm super psyched for Tales of a Jedi, a series of six original animated shorts about Ahsoka and Dooku. Now, I know Disney's really pushing this Ahsoka stuff in every way, shape, or form. Why wouldn't they? But did you not get that really nostalgic feel when you saw like Clone Wars Anakin again? Well, and like, and, and all that. Like yeah, like Clone Wars. Uh, what's his there name? There was Obi Wan, I think, in the trailer. What I think is actually super, super cool is that they are following or like exploring the the history of Count Dooku and before he yeah. turned to or before he came a Sith. There is a book. That actually, I am, I am uh, going through. It is called, I and I honestly forget it now. Uh, Master and Apprentice. Uh, it came out a little while ago, and it uh, is a story of Qui Gon Jinn as he is training uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. Like Obi Wan is like a fairly new Padawan with them, but there are some comments or some like parts in that series that goes it's like flashbacks to when count dooku was training qui-gon jinn so young dooku and stuff like that so it gives some glimpses of that what's super cool is that this series now or this like short story stuff is is following or exploring a little bit of that young count dooku and on top of that we're going to see qui-gon jinn as a padawan which is pretty cool because 
Dooku really influenced him and kind of made him question more about like the Jedi council, right? Like, and, and whatnot. So I'm pretty excited for that. Also, we didn't go to uh, D23, so we wouldn't have seen the exclusive first trailer of Indiana Jones, which comes out or Indiana Jones five, which comes out June 30th because we're, we're trash. We're not allowed to go. Yeah. Now let's go to some other Disney stuff that we haven't looked at yet. It was a it was an interesting day all around. Um, Are you in charge of running a tournament or an event for a large group? Do you own a small business and need some custom gear? Well, Diameter Apparel can provide you with help from start to finish, creating, designing, and supplying you with a unique look that fits all your needs. To check out their latest designs or to find out more, visit diameterapparel.com. Again, that's diameterapparel.com. It was great to see Hocus Pocus 2's trailer come out. A lot of the stuff that we saw from Disney Pixar versus Disney Marvel, Disney Star Wars was stuff we already knew about. And a lot of Disney's shtick right now is straight to Disney Plus and Disney Plus original stuff. So obviously Hocus Pocus 2, we all knew was coming out at the end of the Mm -hmm. month. Not going to talk about it. We know. We know. Trailer looks good. The surprising one was the fact that the Disney Plus original Disenchanted was coming out. 15 years after like the critically acclaimed, super popular movie Enchanted, Amy Adams and Patrick Dempsey returned for Disenchanted. The trailer looked really fun. I'm shocked they're not putting it in theaters. How are the, How is Disney getting these actors to commit to movies that aren't going to theater? How are they getting paid this much money? Disney well, Plus must make an absolute fortune. Yeah. And <laughs> it's easy when Disney keeps raising the prices of of uh Disney Plus every <laughs> every year, really. When... But they're not charging people anymore for home releases, so they they're doing something right and it's working. Mm-hmm. Disney Plus I think is going to be more powerful than Netflix in 2 years. Next up we saw the that Disney revealed a new Peter Pan movie called Peter Pan and Wendy starring Jude Law as Captain Hook. It is set to debut in 2023. Um, it's going to be Disney Plus as well. Just like Pinocchio, which launched on D23 day. Wait, Pinocchio so, is out? Yep. Pinocchio came out on Friday with Thor Love and Thunder. Kind of buried the lead. Or Thursday. Oh. Of last week. The prequel to The Lion King, Mufasa, was also revealed. Uh, the Lion King prequel movie is coming from Barry Jenkins, and it's going to be a pretty exciting title, I think. Billy Eichner and Seth Rogen will re- uh, return us to Mona Puba for the prequel. I'm kind of interested to see how Mufasa becomes king. I hope it's like a fight between him and Scar, and that's why Scar like despises him so much. Maybe. But I feel it's, like someone's going to die. It's a neat concept, but Scar lives. So your, well, your laws are clearly the real king has to die, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's literally just going to be the same Lion King story, but just with a different kind of yeah. feel. One that kind of turned some heads. We're not going to touch too, too much on it, but the little mermaid. People were a little shocked to see the reveal of Halle Bailey's Ariel. I think her voice sounded beautiful in the trailer. I also really enjoyed the CG in the trailer. 
I'm interested to see how this movie kind of goes. The internet is very ablazed. <laughs> just go find the trailer like on any any YouTube trailer, right? For for this movie. And the comments don't make any sense. I think like, it's something like Reddit did. There's got to be some sort of some sort of meme thing going on that we're not uh, savvy up on yet. I'm just going to read read some of these just because they're so ridiculous. While you're loading it up, I will say I have no problem with who is chosen for any of these films. I will simply say that if they were the best actor or actress, who cares? Make a good movie. My problem is they're they're making so many of those classics that we had as a kid or as kids, these CGI filled live action movies. And I think it directly takes away some of the magic. Oh, 100%. What um, I've really noticed from this D23, not necessarily in regards to Star Wars or Marvel stuff, but any of like the actual Disney, like first party things, <laughs> they are running out of ideas. They're just doing prequels and sequels to movies that have already been established or remakes of movies that have already been done. Right. Yeah. And I think that's, that's the problem is like we have the, the entire star Wars universe that we can explore and slowly content is coming out that ex- is exploring that kind of stuff, but it's still too close to the Skywalker saga. No, now and Mar- it's the Ahsoka saga. Yeah, and Marvel is expanding past uh, like the last like 10, 15 years of like the Iron Man, Captain America, all that stuff that we're used to, right? Yep. But when it comes to Disney's, I, I call them first party products, you know, it's still all the same remakes and remasters of the same thing. So, but some of these comments, okay, so. There, there's nothing like it's not anything bad, but it, it's just kind of weird because every single comment is like the part where Ariel lights up a cigar, sips her sparkling water and asks Ursula, what color is your Bugatti had me in tears. Truly one of the films, one, one of the films that has been made. That makes sense. The part where Ursula says, I'm going to make her an offer. She can't refuse. Had me rolling. Truly a moving movie that movies. <laughs> yeah, it, like it makes no sense. I think there's a, some sort of Reddit joke that we're missing on, and it's okay. Or like 4chan or something. Like I got to figure this out, but it's weird because it's the funny thing is like when I was watching this, I you know how you see like the first comment, yeah. Uh, I saw that. I'm like, okay, that's kind of weird. And then I just scrolled, and it's like it just keeps going and going and going and going. It's like a really make, bad movie. Yeah, like they make no sense. So, anyways, G- give it a chance. Lots of people liked Aladdin, and everybody thought Will Smith as a genie was going to be terrible. So, well, who the cares? Thing, the thing that you said, you know, it looks good. Literally, it was a minute and. 90% of that was just all CG underwater animals and stuff like that. So yeah, of course it looks good, but we haven't really seen anything other than Ariel, right? And yep. so I'm going to you know, hold my reservations until after we see a little bit more of it, but yeah. We'll see. They sh- they showed off um in the Pixar portion 
uh, a movie called Elemental. They showed only storyboarding and artwork, but the story follows the four elements in an elemental city where they all coexist. It's about a girl made of fire named Ember and a boy made of water named Wade and how they fall in love despite all their differences and the impossibility of being together. And from this movie comes the hit 70s band Earth, Wind and Fire. (laughs) I was going to say that the sequel is called Steam because fire and water (laughs) got together. Nice. This looks very intriguing. I've only seen storyboards. It comes to theaters next year. I think Pixar is about to line themselves up for a huge, huge year. They have a movie coming out called Elio, E-L-I-O. That is also set to arrive spring 2024. It's a movie that is kind of based on aliens coming to earth. It looks intriguing. Mm. It's, it's an America Ferrera movie. Uh, yeah. Ferrera. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's her name. Mm-hmm. She's a very good voice actor. I think, I think it'll be pretty well received. Plus kids love aliens. That's cool. The biggest shocker of the entire week is Disney brought out Amy Poehler and Inside Out 2 is coming out. I think that's something that a lot of people didn't fully see. There is rumors but that Bill Hader and Minnie Calling may not return to the cast, but the movie is going to come out September or summer 2024. That's huge. That is a, a very mm-hmm. big one. Is, <laughs> Pixar the only, is Pixar the only company that can make sequels that are better than the the originals yes dreamworks <laughs> does every once in a while the minions oh, keep surviving in shrek this is called awaju is a collaborative movie between disney animation and a pan-african animation studio kugali that takes place in a fictional version of lagos nigeria the movie is set to arrive in 2023 we know nothing about it except it's a futuristic town Kind of has a meet the Robinson Zootopia kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. We saw another trailer of Strange World, which is an interla- uh, intergalactic adventure that comes out this year, November 23 or 23rd. This one, the trailers have been kind of cool for us. So I'm, I'm excited to see the movie finally does come out. And that I think does it for the Pixar stuff. I think we got it all. Now we just have music or video games. (laughs) Oh, music, Disney music. You know what? Uh, In 2023, we're also getting a new version of Haunted Man, a Haunted Mansion movie um, starring Jamie Lee Curtis. That'll be fun, I guess. I guess. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, Games. We got some stuff, some stuff and some things. Scrolling down one more uh, list. We can do this, guys. Tron Identity announces a puzzle-based visual novel. Eh. <laughs> I looked it up on Steam because like there's a there's a listing on Steam, and I guess like if you're into like visual novels and stuff like that, then this is this is for you if you like Tron. It looks good, like the artwork looks good, but I think they could have done so much more with with the Tron name. Yep. And and turn this into a like an actual game rather than sitting at your computer and clicking next. One hundo P. The Nintendo 
and which got its very own exclusive at this event. Well, this game actually okay, looks pretty on. fun. Let's preface this. It's Nintendo exclusive for <laughs> maybe a year, and then eventually Disney's going to put it on every other console. <laughs> I will say, did you watch the whole presentation or did you just watch the trailers? I watched the uh, trailers and, and whatnot. So they did the Xbox thing, but they did it funny. So they brought this guy out and he was like, you know how when Ubisoft does a presentation, the guys are like, that was so fun. Let's watch this next trailer. But everything said world premiere. And I was like, this isn't a Microsoft presentation. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Disney Illusion Island is a 2D platformer for up to four players. That is kind of a successor to Mickey's Castle of Illusion. This game looked pretty hella fun. Does it it looks the artwork is pretty cool. I like how they've gone to like the classic style uh, or design of Mickey, Minnie, Donald and Goofy. Yeah, it looks like it'll be a lot of fun. I'll, I'll get it. New gameplay trailer for Midnight Suns. We finally kind of have an idea of what Midnight Suns is, but it's delayed again. So they are offsetting the delay by releasing backstories for each character on YouTube between the end of October and the release in November or Meh. December. Really? That's all we get. It's just an XCOM game. That's yeah, exactly what the type of game it is, but it, it is. It's it, is this the first. Like, what is this? Uh, tactical RPG style. Marvel no. game. No, because Ultimate Alliance was that. No, th that was an action RPG. Like you could walk around and do stuff. It was like you had the right. button mash. The this is like this you is also select based your... on cards, right? Is this one based on cards? Yeah, there's like a, oh, yeah, a card true. feature. Yeah, that's so included. it's more turn based, right? So I think this is like the first kind of turn based style. Marvel based game. It does look pretty cool. But we've been waiting for years. I know. Literal you know years. Be, you know what would be ideal? If they had like an online co-op mode. Then we don't know if it will. It. I know. We don't know if it will, but that would be cool if it did. Yeah, I'm I'm intrigued. I I kind of hope it's actually playable on the Switch. Because this seems like a game that I'd want to play handheld. I don't think I'd want to play this on a TV. Mm -hmm. It just kind of feels like that, like a trading card kind of game. Mm -hmm. For those of you or none of you who play Marvel Strike Force still... Red Hulk event is coming. I mean, I didn't know people still played that. It just seems like a game that sits in my app store all the time. Another card based game. Yeah. A new trailer for Marvel Snap, which is another mobile Marvel card game coming out. Did you? What a stupid looking game. I have no idea what happened, but it takes two minutes to figure it out. So it seems at first I was like, this is dumb. Just another. I hate collectible card games on mobile because you're not really collecting anything. It looks kind of stupid, but it's an interesting concept. It's a card based battle game, but both players are going at the exact same time. So your actions yeah. are overlapping with each other and be very interesting to see how that actually works in, in practice. Uh, you can sign up for like pre-registration right now on like the, uh, Apple App Store and uh, Google Play. You know, it's one of those things that's going to definitely uh, like I'll try it out, but probably never play it again. 
uh, because guaranteed 100% it's going to be filled with microtransactions. So. Yeah, a thousand percent. Dalians. Wow. Aliens Dark Descent gameplay revealed as another tactical RPG. So we kind of know what the theme of this is. Yeah, we don't need it. Avatar Frontiers of Pandora gets a shout out. This looks like one of the two Ubisoft collaborations that they're doing. This one's going to be open world. I I love how the top secret Star Wars project is literally just Jedi Fallen Order 2, but with a different developer. No, we all know it. It's coming. Ubisoft isn't working on Fallen Order 2. No, I'm just assuming they are. That's what the secret project is. (laughs) No, Respawn's still doing Fallen Order 2. I'll believe it when I see it. Speaking of Avatar, though, uh, what's his name? Who was the guy that directed it? James Cameron. James Cameron announced the other day that Avatar, like the fourth Avatar movie, has started production. When was the third one made? <laughs> I don't know, but they said that the second one hasn't even come out yet, and they've started production on the fourth one. So oh I have God, no I idea what's Hollywood. going on with this. No idea, but for all you Lego Star Wars of Skywalker Saga players, a new DLC is coming out where you get Cassian Andor, Reva, and Captain Rex. Cool, cool. cool. <laughs> Give us new more return- levels. That's what return I want. Return to Monkey Island featurette revealed. Cool. Yep. Another. I never well, played like, the original one. They're like point but... and click adventure games. Yep. September 19, 2022, you can get your hands on it. So next week, uh, SNES title Gargoyles is getting a remaster. So Disney brought back many SNES classics uh, on the modern console, like Aladdin, the Jungle Book, the Lion King. Now they're doing Gargoyles remastered. I hope it doesn't look horrible. I hope my Switch can support it without a bunch of frame rate drops. Why don't you just put the original game on the Switch and not worry about it? That'd be my opinion. Well, they are, did it with turtles. Like, they could do it with anything. Are they are like they actually remastering it, like make updating the graphics, or are they just doing what they did with the Disney classic games collection, like Jungle Book, Aladdin, Lion King? They were just the emulated versions of the SNES games. Well, they've employed developer Empty Clip to bring it to life. Coolio, hmm. Julio. Hey, okay, Disney Mirrorverse looked interesting. I had no idea what I was watching at first. And I still have no idea because the Mirrorverse like toys are all of a sudden out everywhere, right? And oh, you have like Sully and Armor and all this stuff. But yeah. Disney Mirrorverse launched not too long ago on mobile devices and has already gained a huge following thanks to its fun, epic redesigns of popular characters. A new CG trailer showed off souped up versions of Oogie Boogie, Ursula, and Hades joining the roster of playable characters with more villains set to arrive later in October. This game looks so interesting. I have no idea what it is, but I've never like tried to look into it either. So. Yeah, it looks like some sort of like turn-based battle game. It, it's pretty much just the same as, um, what is it, Marvel Strike Force, but yeah. with Disney characters. And, and the Star Wars one. They're all the same games. They're all the same. Monsters Inc. content coming to Disney Speedstorm. I have... I didn't know Speedstorm came out already. I thought it didn't. But I kind of want to try it. 
Speedstorm was available on. No, it's Steam. not out yet. Or... Says it, it says it released 2022. It's not available on Switch yet. It's not available, period, yet. Okay. <laughs> the, the girl that's in the trailer is definitely the girl who played the racer in Wreck-It Ralph Breaks the Internet, but I don't remember who that was or what. Her oh, name. It's, it still was in beta, it's still in beta tests. That's why. Gotcha. But it's going to be free to play game. So you know what that means? I'm going to get good at something. It means microtransactions if you want good cards. Toy Story, which we all kind of knew was happening, or the Toy Story World was coming to Disney Dreamlight Valley because that was the one that was really heavily advertised with Dreamlight Valley being released. Cool. I know a lot of people who have tried the game. I know some people who have actually purchased the game's beta so they could play it on other consoles because Microsoft's the only one that has it right now open to their their subscribers. Oh yeah. I uh, downloaded it downloaded it. I downloaded it after our last podcast. I started it up and I was like, mm, I don't got time for this. <laughs> I'm going to bed. Maybe I'll try it and get a little further into it on the weekend, but uh, it does, it does seem like an interesting concept. Yeah. I like how like you're, you can, uh, you know, you can have conversations with characters and stuff like that, and you can choose your responses. So you can be like serious, like, Oh, like tell me what I need to do. Wise wizard. You could be kind of sarcastic. Like, yes, I am the most powerful wizard in the world. <laughs> Or you can be like completely like you don't want anything to do with it. Be like, yeah, <laughs> take that wand and shove it, old man, kind of thing. Uh, so, you know, it's what is it? It's toted as like the Animal Crossing, like the Disney Animal Crossing or something like that. Yep. So it'd be interesting to see what they do with it. If you know, if it is also, you know what? If if this takes off as much as Disney's hoping it could potentially pull a lot of players from animal crossing. Well, animal crossing is dead. So right. And then it's going to push, it's going to push Nintendo to potentially create more content or updates for animal crossing new frontiers or whatever it is. Yeah. There's two games left on our list. Uh, there's a new untitled Captain America and Black Panther game. Now, it's interesting because the game's set in World War II, and Steve Rogers will be teaming up with T'Challa's grandfather, Azuri. Apart from the exciting teaser trailer, no gameplay details were shown. This could be a very interesting game. It's done by Skydance, who did Walking Dead Saints and Sinners. Let's see where it goes. Mm -hmm. um, and then finally, because we need another one so bad, from the creators of Pokemon Go. So, you bastards at Niantic. They're doing Marvel World of Heroes. The showcase concluded with the uh, announcement of Niantic. An AR-based mobile game centered around the heroes of Marvel. The announcement trailer didn't give much away, but it's safe to expect we can get the same ideas from Pokemon Go. You remember when Niantic tried to do that Harry Potter thing and it failed? Oh, yeah, that was a thing. This kind of reminds me of like what Avengers Campus was, that online game. Yeah. What are you going to do? Catch your Iron Men to level them up? Oh, I got a level 72 Iron Man with combat. Ooh, actually, that could be kind of fun. You just leave your like Iron Man in a gym. You, you know, you're going to play this, right? I know you. You're going to be like, yo, I'm the strongest Iron Man. 
I can hold Thor's hammer. Honestly, I play Pogo every once in a while and I hate myself for it. So that's it. We did it. 60 minutes in and out. We just passed the hour mark because we obviously talked about a little bit of stuff at the beginning and David had a rant about nonsensical deck building. We want to yep. know what you think. <laughs> did you was like this... the D23 presentation? Yeah. Like was this Disney presentation? Did it live up to the hype that uh, we were hearing? before it announced i think it needs to be advertised better i think like you can go on disney plus right now and watch the presentations which is cool or at least i saw a bullet for them but like come on guys just just do what e3 does tell everybody what's happening when and make it for everybody don't Mm -hmm. gatekeep it nothing is worse than being like oh there's a new trailer i guess i have to watch it like it was shot on a potato Nothing's worse. Yeah, I think that that's the problem. It's like Disney has been known to be very like secretive about their stuff. Like for the most part, we'll get uh, we'll get timelines, right? Uh, they'll give us a picture with just logos for stuff, but we won't really get anything from it. But this doesn't. This is stupid. You know, like you want to show off this stuff to the public, but you also don't want to. So it doesn't make any sense. Hundred thousand percent. Let us know what you think, and tell us what if you want to see the presentation more like E three, or if you want to see it more like stream it. Just put it live on Disney Plus. We're paying for it anyways. Gatekeep the hell out of us. Who cares? But if we're paying for like Disney Plus, why don't you let us just watch the stream from the main stage? You know there was a. Uh, high school musical presentation with a bunch of songs. There was a Steve Rogers musical thing. Speaking of high school musical, David. <laughs> yes. I know you haven't seen the movies because we learned that in Cash or Crap. But you know how there's the three movies and then Disney Plus says high school musical, the musical, the series. Yes. Which is already confusing for a lot of people. Correct. I read the synopsis for what they announced at D23. And it was high school musical, the musical, the sequel, the musical. What they're doing in this season is they're they're going to recreate high school musical three as the oh drama department, as the musical, but they're going to be shooting high school musical four, the reunion, and all these people will be extras in the movie. Oh so it's God. just it's it's broken the fourth wall on itself, but it's just looping now. It's like so now turning gonna, themselves into a meme. They are. They're the Spider-Man meme with themselves. Like you're yeah. Troy Bolton. No, you're Troy. Bolton. It's so, so ridiculous. So ridiculous. But yep. that is it for this one. If you like what you're listening to, obviously subscribe because we love you and we love subscriptions for myself and David. He's so cool. We want to thank you all for listening and we'll catch you on the next episode of the Scene on Screen podcast. Yo. 
Have you been living in your loungewear for the past few years and you're in need of some new high quality and stylish clothing? I literally feel like I've been living in rags. Now, what if I told you our friends at Diameter Apparel have got you covered? Their unique and sophisticated polos will keep you looking sharp, whether it's for the golf course or attending an evening dinner party. No way. Their Canadian-made, fully sublimated performance jerseys are super comfortable, and they will keep you cool while playing your favorite sport, taking first place with your squad, or even while you're working out. I, for one, love my three-quarter zip. It's lightweight and feels great even on the disc golf course. But, Sean, where can I find out what they have? You can check out their latest designs by visiting diameterapparel.com. Again, that's diameterapparel.com. 